Hey everybody, and welcome to our New Year's special with Sean Ellis Rogers, host of the Real Reality Realness podcast. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the groove. When you have, uh, you know, like when you have black artists, uh, especially singers, uh, female singers in the 1960s and 70s and 80s, they were very powerful singers for one reason and one reason only. They were at death's door every day of their life. And, you know, for women like we just mentioned, uh, Roberta Flack, Gladys Knight, uh, Retha Franklin, um, trying to think of others. You probably know others. These women... Patty, Dionne Warwick, Whitney, Donna, like all the girls. So Tina Turner, there. Donna Summer. Tina, specifically Tina. Yeah, specifically, specifically Tina. Tina. <laughs> These women, and you know, you can go online and like search on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, hear interviews of these women talk. They will tell you the men that try to kill them, the times that they got off stage and they didn't know if they were going to get arrested or thrown into prison. I mean, these people had to live with chaos every single day of their life. But you know, the cool thing about them was they gave us fucking amazing music. It just, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy that complex that comes with black music. And I can only speak for black music because I'm a black artist and a black person. So um, it's something about black music that the more pained it is, the more troubled it is, the more heartbroken it is, the better it is. Nobody wants Mary J. Blige to be happy. At least not in the studio. Like be happy in your real life, vacation in your real life. I want Mary J. Blige to have all the happiness in her real life. But on record, I want her to be upset. I want her to be heartbroken. I want her to be pissed off because it seems like that is her most impactful music. I don't understand that, but it's the same thing with artists like Keisha Cole, Ashanti, for you know people who were closer to my age group. You can go all the way back to Gladys Knight. We were just talking about Midnight Train to Georgia and how people think that that's about a rave or something. Like, girl, no, that's what it's, it's trying not. to escape. That was like, that's the, that's the difference between rhythm and blues, ribs and barbecue, ratchet and bougie. That's the difference between R&B and most other genres. When, to sing R&B, you typically are singing for your life. Yeah. That's the craziest thing about R&B is you go back and you think about all the best R&B songs, they're singing for their life. Just go back and listen to End of the Road by Boyz II Men. You can cry every time you hear that song because they are singing for their lives. Any song by Casey and JoJo, singing for their lives. I mean, also you could take uh, like Marvin Gaye, which literally <sighs> love Marvin Gaye. Uh, what's the it? Uh, running through the running through the grapevine. That's an excellent example. Yes. Running through the grapevine uh, is an incredible song because it talks about how many of these communities back in the day they had to create a grapevine. What is a grapevine? It's a, basically a network 
today we call it like uh you know like the black network or the asian specific uh, pacific network it's a network where people now we call it uh, black twitter black twitter sorry uh it's basically a way where people of the same group can find other people in their avenues or different um creative avenues and be able to find their connections now we're just taking talking about music okay like a song that was written i don't even know like over 50 odd years ago but it's telling you a part of a history that wasn't born yet that was that needed they needed the awareness you know what i'm gonna say that fucking shit okay it needed the awareness because hasn't haven't people suffered enough no they haven't but you know it's crazy that you brought up marvin Gaye because you know he's the person that i speak to when it comes to the duality of music he's the same person that we got let's get it on and what's going on you know what i'm saying he's the same one that put out a whole album about about sexual freedom and expression and just having a good time and being your best life and one of the best, you know, good time records of all time. But then he also came back and gave us what's going on, which is a, a completely cultural, impactful time capsule that was speaking to all of the social justice issues that were happening in that moment. And nobody else was doing that. Like, nobody else was giving you both. Nobody else was, you know, like, his label's fought against him on that. He he could have got dropped if that record didn't work. If 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 that did not work, like if what's going on didn't work, he could have lost his entire career. But once again, this is these are people singing for their lives. It's not just about I, I, them, you know, wanting money anymore. I, I think that's why we don't get a lot of passion from a lot of music today is because people are just singing for a bag. Folks are just rapping for a coin. Folks are just doing it because they can and because they can hit the leg, not because it's something that's saving their soul. No. And it's also where, like, I'm a I'm an avid record collector. And I will tell you this right now, as somebody that's been collecting records for two years, and it's only been short for me, getting R&B vinyls is a bitch and a half. They're overpriced, they're limited, they're especially ones that are from like the 70s and 60s. And I'll tell you exactly the reason why. Okay. You have collectors, specifically white collectors. Okay. They buy out all of these records so nobody else can buy them out. Okay. They purposely raise the market capita because there's, you know, there's limited quality that's out there. Just to give you an example. Okay. I have one Marvin Gaye record one okay i found that in santa barbara california not only is it a fourth generation print so it came out in the late 80s this album came out like in the early 70s the guy wanted 80 dollars for it and it has a fucking barcode on the back of it so it means it's a late 80s it's not like a thick you know it's like a like a fucking piece of paper not like the original right no it's not like you know i like you know it's not that you want the original off the wax press record with the sleeve and the jacket and the like the problem is is that r&b music a lot of especially um people that are ethnic people that come from the black community asian community hispanic community a lot of the music that was made 40 
odd years ago, is very hard to get on those prints because they didn't want that stuff to be available. They didn't want people to be able to buy that stuff. They didn't even want to release the damn record in the first place, but because they needed to make a dollar, they went ahead and did it, but they released it as much as they felt like they could make. They released just enough to make a profit for themselves and then kept it fucking pushing. It's just, ugh. And now they're fucking collector's items, which I feel like is the just do that they deserve, but still, it's like, we don't deserve to get cheated and scrimped and overdid and overpriced just because y'all fucked us over. What does that mean? I know, and this is like why also like YouTube has been, um, I I know this because I I listen to music podcasts, YouTube has been a savior for the black music community going back 67 years, 70 years ago, because people have recordings of black artists in the late 40s, early 50s, that were part of the original blues and rock and roll that was taken later on by other famous people, <clears throat> Elvis Presley. And uh, <laughs> uh you know the recordings are timid they're not as clean and crisp but we have them you can go on youtube right now and listen to what black artists were doing it was very very difficult to find um 60 you know 60 odd 70 odd years ago it's amazing it's amazing it's so good and you know, people pick on me all the time because I'm very selective about the new music that I listen to. Like, I listen to the new girls just because, you know, I, I'm a fan of rap. I am a rapper. So, like, I, I'm always, you know, give all the new girls a listen. But but what I retain is a different story. But people pick on me because when I pull up, I'm still bumping Grace Jones like it came out last week. I'm still bumping Tupac like it came out this morning. I'm still in Cypress like, Hill and Run DMC. Y'all would say, y'all would have thought I had an A-track <laughs> in my fucking car. Like people really think I'd be rolling around with A-tracks and shit. You probably like, do. No, like I, I well, I mean, I would. I would. <laughs> Let's be very clear. I would. Honey, are you but, driving an '84? Are you driving an '84 Camaro? No. I want to be. I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> I have to find the right one. But I'm working on because I really want, like, I do want to drive those long ass old Cadillacs with a big ass backseat. It is Fleetwood, yeah, Fleetwood. Yes, I want one of yes, like I want one that the Temptations pulled up in in the movie. I yes. want that oh, Cadillac. I, I love the Temptations. Cadillac. I love the. Te- oh my god, I, I I'm so happy you brought that up. I can't. I can't get enough of it. Sometimes I can't get enough of the Temptations, and it's just like it's so old, and you're just like, shooby doo And I'm just like yes. sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing the shooby doo bop bop. Yes, like it's like I love. It's a lot the, of fun. The adventure that people put into yes. their music. Like for me, there will never be anything more engaging or more immediately attractive than Frankie Lyman's voice. Oh my God. Like needs Ray Charles. Better. Yes. Ray Charles is another one. Oh my God. I go in. But then like for the kids who won't grow up enough to to 
to appreciate their this music until they're my age. We'll go down a little bit. Let's go down to the Jodeci's, the um, the boys to men's the like men don't sing like that no more. Men don't sing like they used to in the 90s. I'm sorry. We don't get those voices no more. Usher was the last person who I felt was really out here singing for the world. Like yeah, he was like, very like, he, like, he was very old school. He was from me. I mean, I even remember when I was like a kid. His music was always like like oh, it's Usher, you know. Like like there are some of them out here that grew into that. Like the Mario's. Mario mm-hmm. came out. He was very R and B pop, and it was cute. And we loved him being just a friend. But then he grew up, and then it was just a whole other type of voice. It was like whoa. He grew a throat during puberty like it was amazing for him like he went through usher's puberty because the voice that came after he got grown oh y'all go listen to mario now anyway but like we don't get a lot of that no more like 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 we don't get a lot of singers especially male singers that are singing about shit like i'm like listen i'm not an authority i'm not telling nobody what to do but what i will say is that i'm tired of hearing black men singing about coochie. I am tired of that. And here's the thing. It's not like R&B players wasn't singing about sex back in the day, but they was making love to bitches back in the day. Like, they was making love and spending the night and like wanted you to stick around and stuff. Like, that type of stuff. Like, it was a whole different thing. We gotta like uh, if you're gonna talk about that, you have to mention like Run DMC. Like Run DMC is a great example of this. If you want to talk about like singing about coochie, you know, the way that they sang about like loving a woman, like you know, specifically Run DMC. You can and you compare that to something more modern, you know, because that came out in, like in the '80s. You can hear the different approach. It's like their approach was more of like. Yeah, I want to feel this woman. You know, I want to get to know her. I want to have that good time. I want to have that good vibe. And today it's like, yo, lady, I got $300. I got Coke in my bag. I want to rip off your skirt. I want to make love all over you. I want to make you feel the pain. I want to, like, do do you hear the difference? There's a difference. There's one where it's very aggressive. It is. It's awful. Like, I just, I just, ugh. I just, I don't, mm-mm. this is not the same. Like, no, it's not. R&B dudes are out here singing like rappers, and it's just, it's just a different type of content. It's a different type of context, and I'm not here for it. One no, second. I mean, like, I... one second. Sure. I'm going to wait. No, there's just somebody that pulled up to my house trying to find somebody and they don't know where they're going, so I'm just redirecting. Anyway, um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's just, I I don't like, the R&B bad boy thing is just kind of going too far because it's less about the performance and the expression part of it, and now it's just seeped into, like, the lyrical content or lack thereof. And I'm like, y'all ain't singing about nothing. Y'all ain't rapping about nothing. Like, I just need more from everybody involved. From everybody involved. I mean, like, you're mentioning this because, like, I... 
I don't listen to Mob Deep very often. You know, like I, I sometimes will like get it into like certain like same thing like the Wu Tang Clan. Like I, I just like it's not necessarily like my jam. You know, it's just a little, it's a little on the other side. Um, mm. but what I do love about Mob Deep is they have, they have a few of their songs where it's rap, and it's hip hop. Mm-hmm. So you have somebody that's rapping, and then you have like the background vocals adding to the song. And I think it was like a part two or part one i remember like this was a thing by the way years ago where rappers used to make a series of songs there was a part one and a part two Mm -hmm. and uh it was a way of it was a way of telling uh uh, it was really like way of telling their story of like their lives and what they were going through Mm -hmm. um but the blend of mixing rap and hip-hop is not easy and you ask Mm -hmm. Any producer today, ask any rap artist, they'll tell you like blending hip hop and rap, it's it's like baking a cake. You have to have the right ingredients. Um, and I just like, be honest with you, like I feel people are just lazy about this shit today. Like, it's just like, all right, come on, let's like record, let's get the shit up on TikTok, let's make the money. I'm like, and I'll tell you why. It's ridiculous. And people can get away with being lazy today because the attention span of consumers is so small. The, the the attention span of the consumer is so short nowadays that they don't necessarily have to worry about it being mixed to perfection, the, the equality, because they just don't get tired of it in two weeks. Once the TikTok dance gets old, they're going to be over it. So they gonna be focused on the next single, the next EP, the next album, the next mixtape. So like, you never really have to worry about it. But the problem is, is they're not thinking about that and these songs aren't aging well. Sure, people get over them in a minute, but you don't also think about the replay value that could be attached to that. Like, yeah, they may not be, they may get tired of hearing it on the front end, but you don't think about the back end replay value of that. And if the song sounds shitty, when I listen to it 10 years from now, I'm the, I, uh, uh, uh. Sorry. You ain't, yeah, no, I, 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 I feel you. And I feel the same way about like, I feel the same way about music. Like I, I listen to a lot of old school, you know, I do sometimes listen to modern. Um, I like, thing for me is I love the underground. Um, That's why Bone Thugs and Harmony will never get old to me. Bone Thugs and Harmony will always be a classic for me. Because they, they just... They underground? Right. No, I'm just saying like in, like music in general. They just did music okay. right. But as far as the underground, I just... There's a lot of people who came from underground that I live for, like the Pox, like like the NWAs, like all of those early artists that really like came from garages and shit like like all of that. Like that's just to to, to me, anybody that's no better than Ice Cube and Tupac to me. To anybody that's listening to this and is curious, what we mean by underground, uh, it's. I think like this is how I explain the underground. It's like the experimental side. So it's the people that are doing the experimental shit um, that kind of get kind of get looks passed on. Like the shit that was going on in Chicago, like in the the late '90s, uh, early 2000s, uh, stuff going on. Um, I believe it was in uh, in Georgia in like mm-hmm. the mid 2010s. 
um it's like this is like why we're having this conversation and this is why we're having this talk right mm-hmm. artists have always been very music um musical artists have always been important a part of society because it's what society is listening to it's like the music the the jam that we're we're going for the people that represent these industry are the artists themselves right mm-hmm. and sometimes some people some sometimes people take it way too seriously to be very honest with you you know it's like i love snoop dog don't get me wrong or snoop line sure. whatever the shit whatever shit is now um listen we're just gonna <laughs> leave it right at snoop because i don't snoop. know what like it feel like it yeah snoop depending on what he's doing because i snoop. feel like it was like snoop done, done a gospel album snoop done did reggae snoop done did everything so i mean like i love his music i think Shout he's an amazing artist Shout out to Uncle Snoop, but I don't take him seriously. You know, he's just—he's a stoner. No, like what I mean, I don't take him seriously. Is like he's a stoner, he's a chill dude, he's got the chill vibes going on. Like, you know, if he says some like you know ratty ass shit, and I doubt he's gonna say anything that's offensive. But you know what I mean? Like Snoop will be like. I mean, he did go and call old girl a dog faced bitch. <laughs> I mean, honey, he can do he. Honey, there are people who have done worse. You know what I mean? Like, it, but it was just the yeah. wrong time in the wrong place. Wait, <laughs> wrong place. <laughs> not, not on Instagram. No. <laughs> yeah. Comment. Not on Instagram. But like, you get you get my point though. Like these people yeah. can these people can sometimes be out there. They can be wild. It's just, can we just say this? Kanye, okay? I mean, he's done this shit for years, mm-hmm. okay? Honey, girl, he's been doing this for fucking years, okay? Since <laughs> since he was a producer, he's been saying dumbass shit and all of this and like... Listen, the thing about <laughs> Kanye West you know what? Hold on a second, because I need to, I need to mentally prepare myself to speak about Kanye West. Give me just. Uh, do you want me to? Me just, uh, you, okay. Let me just hold, hold on. Hold, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll yeah, be we'll be right, right back. back. Yeah, we'll be right back. Yes. So, like, when you're, <clears throat> when you're like looking for somebody, and like, there, there are patterns. And I feel like those patterns are like not necessarily like physical things. It could be mm-hmm. the way that the talk person talks, uh, what they do, how they present themselves. Uh, I don't think physical attraction is the only type of attraction. I think there's other um, there's other types of attractions. Of course, like I do think that there are like a pattern of things physically that I'm attracted to like I'm an ass person I like lips um I like ethnic looking features um but I don't necessarily have a 
boundary when it comes to like skin color, skin complexion, or like race or anything like that. Like, because I found hot people of every complexion, every skin tone, every race, every heritage. So like, I've seen someone sexy from every part of the rainbow. So I'm like, hey, I can, you know, (laughs) you know, whatever. So, but like, I feel like I do have preferences but I don't necessarily have a preference when it comes to a type of person as an as a being. Do you get what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like there are things that I look for, there are things that I prefer, but they don't all make up like a like a specific type of person that comes in a pack. Like that person doesn't necessarily come in a pack. That that the the type of person that has the preferences that I'm looking for can look like anybody. My question is this. Preferentially a man, though. Yes. How do we tie this to Kanye West? Kanye is definitely somebody who is an example of somebody I'm not attracted to. And it has nothing to do with his actions. Damn. It has everything to do more so... He has an elitist character that I just don't... That that I just don't like. Like, I don't like people who who embrace being a one percenter that's just not something like i'm just Mm. and and it's really no shade like it's not something that like i'm shaming him for like if you want to be in the one one percent go for it that's your goal that's just not a goal that i have i'm a minimalist i don't need a lot of money to be okay so like for me that type of thing and then using it adjective to make yourself above or greater than or more superior than other people that's the part where it's like okay now I just like that that shit ain't cute to me like 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 what like 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 you sitting here flexing about being 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 a billionaire then you lost 2.5 billion dollars in 24 hours how sexy are you now well he's a little less sexy Um. oh you ain't so cute now. Where's Julia Fox now? Where's Where's Kimmy and Chloe? Where's Uncut John? Kylie. Girl. I can't handle the Kardashians, but that's a story for another time. Um, Listen, I have a very ambivalent and complex relationship with the Kardashians. We can get into that later if you want, <laughs> but we're talking about Kanye right now. I... Th- th- and I, I've said this earlier, um, and I I, we, I did an episode on Kanye as well, um, mm-hmm. and I and I, di- I didn't go into as much context. Fire this. this conversation, <laughs> which is yeah, literally inspired the conversation we're having now. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm in a ra- I come from interracial parents, and I grew up around black cultures like Jamaican and Haitian. Uh, and Trinidadian cultures. I grew around Hispanic cultures because my dad used to work with these people. So they were always around me um, when I was a kid. And um, as I grew up and I get to meet people from different places, I started falling in love with soul and funk and R&B and rap. And I'll be honest with you, Kanye, for me, for years, I never really liked him. Because his music was, it's not necessarily my type, but it's really creative and it's put really well together. He's a really good rapper and a producer. What constantly bothered me is 
the message that I personally feel he puts out, whether he's doing it purposely or not, which is, I'm the shit. I'm Kanye West. Now, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And I feel with that attitude, it then gives a disrespect to the rest of the Black artists that came before Kanye and gave us their incredible music. The people that came after Kanye that became really successful and also gave out um, their amazing music to us. I, I, I can't respect somebody like I can't. I can't respect somebody like that. Well, see, here's the problem. You, in in that line of thinking, you're not going to be able to, re- to respect any rapper that has come out after the year 1998. Because that has been the aesthetic of rap music is I'm the shit, I'm the one, I'm the baddest motherfucker out here. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm rich, I got money, I got bread, I got bitches. I, 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 I wear chains, I got ice, this watch, that watch, that whip, that car. That's the aesthetic of rap music. You know what I'm saying? That's what's selling right now. The problem is, is that Kanye West and people like Kanye West, like like let's say a Travis Scott or you know people like that, they have transcended the black audience and now they have crossed over into white acceptance. And now it's they're not even just rappers anymore; they're pop artists. You know what I'm saying? Like they like they are major frontline artists. So now it's not just us. And by us, I'm pointing at myself looking at them. It's now we're all looking at them so the so the issue is is that Kanye one already is in rap music where that aesthetic that 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 grandioso mindset is what is presented at the forefront of what makes a rapper hot but then on top of that he's now elevated to a completely di- different level and he's now pop music instead of just rap music like he's literally changed music Kanye West has literally not only influenced music, he has changed music several times. And so that level of awareness and that level of reach and output takes you to a whole nother dollar, whole nother tax bracket. You include his input on fashion, which which takes his monetary value to an entirely different level of access. And then he is somebody who comes with a very complex and negatively influenced way of thinking on top of that. That's a very complex onion that we're peeling back. Shout out to the Shrek thing. But like, that's a lot to deal with. On top of the fact that we can specifically pinpoint when his mental decline started to happen. The moment his mother passed. So now the only person who had the most influential impact on his life is now ripped from his life. He's never been the same since, but yet he's only gotten more successful, more rich, more access, and more freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants to do on any level. And that line of helping people and influencing and negatively influencing society became thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. So then it went from, oh, I'm helping the black community to now I'm a one percenter. 
Do you know what I'm saying? So like now it's like now I'm going from trying to help the people who I relate to to now I'm trying to help the people who I relate to. Right. Catch what I just said. It's hard to it's hard to understand, but in a way it, it is easy to understand because I've experienced the loss of a parent and we've uh, we've already mentioned artists um, on this episode, such as Marvin Gaye, which was killed by his father. A lot of these people grew up in um, very difficult homes. And uh, when they become successful, see, this is the this is the curse of Hollywood, unfortunately. People that are very successful, in Hollywood, generally speaking, they're extremely damaged, very damaged individuals. And they're all damaged in a certain extent. I'm not saying they're all bad people. All I'm saying is try to understand this. You have somebody that went through hell as a child, went through murder and living on the streets, whatever the fuck they did to do to become successful. Then they got tricked by people in Hollywood for them to do different things. They had to pull themselves out and maybe create something else and then kind of build from there and then they're becoming more successful. And they have a family member that gets killed or maybe a friend of theirs that gets killed or they have a loved one that overdoses. While they're in this path of success, I'm not a doctor, okay? I don't have any PhD. But I guarantee if we had a doctor right here, they would say that person by the time living this life of 15, 20, 30 years, they would mentally be very damaged. Absolutely. It, you know, so how do we, how do we deal with a situation like this? And I'm going to say this and then we can move past this. I'm a Jew. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about this anti-Semitic shit going on and on and on and on. Can we please stop living? <laughs> Can we please stop living with this shit ideology of what happened 70 or something years ago? Look, what happened happened. We got to move on. Okay. It's unfortunate that Martin Luther King was assassinated. It's unfortunately um, that Germany attacked and caused the Holocaust and World War II. It's unfortunate all this shit happens. But we got to focus on what's important. I don't give a fuck what Kanye comes out of his mouth. He wants to say racist shit, go right ahead. What I what I care about over here is, just like you said before, you got a person that's in the 1% and he's doing all of this shit. He's riling up all these fucking people. Okay, so what's the point? Tell me, what's the point? Why should we... Why should we also get all riled up about this fucking shit, which I am right do right now doing? Why? I'll say this because I am of a couple minds about this. Do I think that what the Jewish community did to put a stop to Kanye's amount of input and subsequent influence? Sure. Sure. I think it's perfectly great. What he said and did was wrong. That deserves consequences. I'm never going to take that away from anybody. Problem is, 
is that I feel that there has been a complete erasure of Kanye's history of anti-blackness and it's being replaced with anti-Semitism because that's to not literally say what I'm saying right now, mm-hmm. but anti-Semitism is quote unquote trending right now. It's just, it happened so to understand this, which I think it's important for listeners to know this, there has been there has been shifts in the black and Jewish communities for a very long time. Okay, I'm a New Yorker. So in New York, um, a lot of Jewish riot groups, such as um, you had the Black Panthers, they did not get along. There was a lot of clashing and wars that went on for years. Now, here's the thing, okay? I will not deny a lot of Jews, unfortunately, do a lot of horrible things on this earth, okay? Such as in Hollywood, investments, law firms, stocking exchange, the list goes on. There's many, many different industries. Now, we are a small group of people, okay? We make up of maybe 0.001% of the human population. You know, you could say it's a coincidence, whatever the, the case may be, okay? There happen to be Jewish people. Now, same thing goes with the black community too. You have people in the black community that put on this beautiful facade of how much they love and care for the black children and and the people that are on the streets. And they don't give a fuck. They just leech off of these poor people that barely have enough money as it is, okay? They're living off of welfare and food stamps exchange. They do nothing for these people. But Mm -hmm. they supposedly represent them. This is an important thing to understand where what Kanye is saying to a certain degree about with Jewish people can also be applied to a lot of other different groups. It's not just Jewish people. It happens with black people. It happens with Indian people. It happens with Chinese people. It happens with many, many, many different groups of people. So that's what I'm saying is this open approach, open mind to this, because if like you just narrow one window, you don't get the whole picture. Yeah, see, my thing is, I'm not even, I feel like the reason why I can just roll with what what Kanye said is wrong, period, point blank, move on, is because of that thought process. Like, I would feel the exact same way no matter who he said that about. Like, like and mind you, Kanye West did say that about Black people. Y'all remember when Kanye West got his ass on, on TMZ and said slavery was a choice? Y'all forgot about that, didn't you? Y'all remember when Kanye West said that George Floyd died from having an asthma attack, not from having a fucking knee being nailed on his neck? Y'all forgot about that, didn't you? So, like, that's what I mean when I'm saying, like, y'all are erasing, well, not y'all, but, like, people are erasing the anti-blackness that he drug up until the anti-Semitism that he's now spewing. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is, if I say that, people think that it's all of a sudden reverse racism, and I have to continue to enforce at every point of what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Jewish people shouldn't have their say. I'm saying that they should bring us over here up there with them because the reason that the Jewish voice is so impactful to the general public is because of their majority proximity to whiteness. 
And I say majority because there are black Jewish people out there and Jewish people of all races. Yes. Okay. Because Let's Jews make that very fucking clear. Because Jewish is not just white people. No, because Jews are actually um we're an eth- um we're an ethnicity. Uh we right. we come from twelve tribes of people that existed thousands of years ago. This is where people get things wrong, especially also when it comes to the black community, okay? There are different ethnic groups in the black community, and you don't believe me? Talk to Jamaicans and Haitians, okay? Hello? Hello, all right, two- Panamanian over here, (laughs) hi. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, like completely, completely different cultures. Yes. So you, yeah, that's like and like the thing is it's just the problem is is that in the general public when people think of Jewish people they think of white people right I'm not white so and I'm Jewish right so like the stereotype that's perpetuated to the public is that when people think of Jewish people, they think of a proximity to whiteness. So that's what rings the alarm louder to people. But then people have been saying this shit about, people covered this shit about Kanye all the way back when he was doing all this anti-black shit. It, even recently when he did the White Lives Matter shit with Candace Owens on fucking Fashion Week. Y'all covered that for two days and it was gone. See what I'm, I'm saying? It's so stupid. I'm like scared. that's the shit that I'm talking about. I know, I know, I know. Like, we've, see, we've all been through it. It's. But see, the problem is, is that's the general perception when it happens to my people. It gets laughed off, called stupid, and then nobody talks about it. But then when Kanye West says "I love Nazis," the entire world stomps with pitchforks and goddamn torches, and that's what, and that's where my problem. I agree that all of it's stupid and that all of it's wrong but the problem is is that when it happens to me it gets laughed off but when it happens to Jewish people that that's when it becomes a major issue that 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 all of a sudden now there needs to be consequences well, I, I'm not like and that's the issue yeah I, I'm not trying to like laugh it off or anything like that I'm, I'm saying it like this is weird We have these people that are up uh, out, you know, up there that have this incredible power to attract so many people because their audiences are global, they're worldwide, okay? And they do the dumbest shit, okay? They say the most horrible things. They do the most terrible things. And we as human beings view them as gods, you know, like Zeus, um, you know, and Hades and all that shit. And when the gods do something wrong, oh no, and everybody just goes into a fucking pity fight and just starts fighting like cats and dogs. This is gonna blow people's minds away. Um, Celebrities are people, okay? Mm -hmm. They got dicks and vaginas and tits and asses just like you. Okay, maybe there's a little more plastic or some work done it, but anyway, they're just like you. They're, the only mm-hmm. difference between them and you is they have more money and more people know who their name is. Okay, mm-hmm. 
they're not a god they're they're a person like but equal accountability needs to be held though jesus fucking christ like if they're a god you know what let them just turn on the nukes let's just fucking nuke the planet while you're because the god said so what the what the fuck is wrong with you come on no i'm saying because that directly affects my people though like you can't like they're erasing the accountability for racism against black people if you're saying he's a god let's just say 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 whatever he's being canceled for anti-semitism yet there's no accountability being placed on him for anti-blackness which means in the greater perspective that anti-blackness is not something that should be held accountable from anybody including white people that is erasing racism against my people and i'm not going to going to allow that we're not going to sit here and reverse the conversation because i'm telling you what the public is doing the public mm-hmm. is reversing the conversation around racism and putting that on Kanye and now re- 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 reversing that toward that, that, this Kanye is the example that they're using to make reverse racism a thing that's all- what I'm telling you is happening in the public but at the end of the day there is no accountability held for the racism that is placed against black people that's why i have to continue to say that yes anti-semitism is wrong but when are we going to hold him and anybody else accountable for anti-blackness it's not just about kanye he's just the person that we're talking about it's greater than him it's see this is the problem with this is a problem with wokeism and especially cancel culture it's not seeing the people are getting killed because of the principles that are being allowed to go by and not be talked about it's fine because like like we can sit here and talk about all of the anti-semitism because of the ha because of the ha holocaust but nobody wants to talk about lynching because of slavery like it's like we gotta have both conversations both conversations are equally important and and people have to continue to be reminded if Jewish people want us to continue to remember that, then we got to continue to remember slavery too. It's equality across the board. We can't sit here and say, when does the bar stop when it comes to black people? And that's what keeps happening. And that's the issue that I keep trying to say. Like, like Kanye is just one person in the greater hemisphere. And he's the, and the only reason that we're having this conversation about Kanye is because he's the black person that we can place in this conversation. This has been happening with white people across the media for the history of our country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not trying to say, let's laugh off big, big, big conversation about him saying shit about Jewish people. He needs to be equally held accountable for that too. But we can't sit here and say, oh, okay, let's draw the line when it comes to anti-Black. There needs to be the, the, the same outrage because Kanye is a mastermind in selected outrage. That's why I'm saying he is the one person who they're wanting to have this conversation about. He created this conversation about himself. There needs to be, you know, people will think I'm nuts when I say this, but if you generally have him sit in a room and no no you know you can have minimal cameras or whatever that that's in there and you have a panel of five people okay i'm not talking about 
famous or I don't give a shit about it. I'm talking about five people that can represent their communities, you know, the black community, um, Jewish community, the gay community, somebody that everybody feels comfortable and wants to accept and can trust to represent them. And just to have a, a conversation with Kanye and say, look, we've got two and a half hours. We're each going to ask you a series of questions that are important to our communities. We want to hear your responses. I honestly don't want to hear shit from Kanye. Kanye is not an authority that I need to no, hear no, no, shit no. from. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's a different approach to how everything is represented. It's where... This I is- would rather take that to our Congress. Because, see, here's the problem. Is that when you pick five people who have no platform, who are not famous, but are who are different communities, <laughs> the black person, the Jewish person, the this person, the that person, and put that in the room, this conversation is going to happen the exact same way where they're going to focus on people based on proximity to whiteness because that is what is ingrained in the nature of our country. So the problem is you can take the famous person out of it and we're still going to have to have these same conversations about why they're willing to dust off the conversation about black people, homelessness, poverty, trans murder, but we're so willing to have this conversation about anti-Semitism, golf courses, forest fires, and and like that. So that be at the forefront. Like, why why is there not an equal conversation about the reversal of the inherent denigration? of people of color in this country because it's not about Kanye West. The conversation of anti-blackness goes way past Kanye West. It's way bigger than him. Take him out of it. I'm not even like, he's just the, the person who is centering this conversation for me right now. But if you take him out of it, it's a bigger conversation that that's going on with the entire world that we've been fighting for this entire time. It's the there's a reason why slavery is on the bill for voting right now. Do you see what I'm saying? Like that has nothing to do with Kanye West. No, it it it, it hasn't to do. And and what I was what I was trying to get at is this: so many things uh, and ideas that we have that are on paper sounds sound brilliant. You know, I'll give you one example, and uh, we we can talk about this because this is pretty recent in history: segregation. And I said this to um, a friend of mine in class. If you take segregation, you write it on paper and it's a beautiful essay and it has, it's scripted. It's going to sound wonderful. You know, segregation will sound like, on it, it, that's how it does sound on paper. Where you have a community of one type of people, they're coming together, building their community around their people. But then when you actually practice segregation in real world, what happens? Like we mentioned, there's uh, lynching, uh, murdering. And Jake racism into it. Jim Crow. Yeah, exactly. The, there the, is no separate but equal. Exactly. Which would make segregation work. It's where you create this hostile environment now of people saying we are okay with oppression because this is the idea that we put we put into place. There is, I don't think there is any right approach or solution 
to fix humanity. I don't believe in that, that philosophy. What I do believe in this is you can have people that see things as they are, represent them as they should be, but don't push one direction on each person. Don't push one opinion onto each person. We need to be able to have many opinions, whether wrong, sure. whether right. Sure. That's why I keep saying separate but equal. I keep saying there needs to not be a silence of one conversation in favor of the conversation for another. There's been a there's been a silencing of of the conversation of anti-blackness for generations and generations and generations and generations and it's continuing in this conversation with Kanye West. That's why I keep saying it's it's bigger than Kanye because he's just an example of it happening in today's society. The, I'm saying that along with that conversation of anti-Semitism, anti-Asian hate, anti-this, anti-that, anti-xenophobia, anti-transphobia, anti-phobia, period, all those conversations need to be held in equal platform. Equal platform. All of those conversations are valid and all of those conversations need to be held equally. That's why I keep saying take Kanye West out of it because if you take him out of it, all of those conversations still need to be had. All of those conversations are still valid and all of those conversations are still equal. They are just not being treated and carried out as such. And that's I, the issue. I don't, the thing is though, I don't believe, I don't believe in cancel culture. I think cancel culture is, is, is extremely damaging to society because then it opens up the door to people for canceling for the dumbest shit that could possibly exist. I don't think this has anything to do with cancel culture. I no. think this has everything to do with accountability culture. But it has to do with also when you take when you take cancel culture, okay, and you take it from the approach of where this person has says something or whatever, and we don't like it, and then we're going to cancel you now because we don't like your opinions. I I I don't like. I don't like the control of the narrative. Why do why why do we always have to asphyxiate ourselves on controlling of the narrative? We have to control the narrative. We have to control the approach of how people see this. Why can't we be able to see it as it as it is? You know, like the idea of equality, but all having a different I approach. I can't step back and talk about why things weren't built the way they were supposed to be. I can only interact in the way that. I can only interact within the structure that we're in now. So I can only talk about how things are operating as they are now. I, like, I can't, I, I can't take time to go backwards and be like, well, well, why didn't they do shit correctly? At the end of the day, we're in a country that was built on paperwork that legally identified Black people as two-thirds of a human being. That is the country that we're built on. So I can't step back and be like, why didn't, why didn't they consider me a real human? We don't have time for that conversation. Well, All we can also, do is talk about the way things are now and we have to equalize the conversation now. And the problem is, is that these conversations are not being held equally. They're not being held as valid equally because of the infrastructure that we're in now. Like, yeah. that, it's just like we're in an infrastructure that is Caucasianly dominated in, in in racism. You also like it's important to know this. America 
in by the 1860s was one of the last countries to have slavery. Um, the English abolished slavery in, I believe, it was like the 1830s. It's France. on the ballot today. Yeah, it's on the ballot today. It's on the ballot today. Like that's the like 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 that's the shit that we're dealing with. That's why I keep saying it's bigger than Kanye West. Fuck Kanye. Like nobody cares about Kanye West. Nobody really cares. He's just somebody who's gonna get a click in a headline for somebody to get some to get some entertainment so that they so that they don't have to think about the their real their real lives and the, and the reality of what's really going on in in society. Like. Well, we're in a country that is that is actively trying to roll backwards. We're in a country that is actively trying to roll backwards. Like Roe versus Wade, just reverse. They're trying to reverse all gay and trans all all the fucking gay and trans um, movements that we've all, that we've already gone through. Slavery is back on the ballot. Like we're actively trying to roll backwards, and it's like, girl, like. Ugh thing is you have to remember this country was built originally this idea by immigrants because by the time this country was founded and formed and we reached the 20th century this country was primarily built by immigrants and to the point you know i have friends of mine that are white and they're immigrants they their families came from scandinavia and other countries um, in in um, Eastern and Western Europe. The, here's the funny part is, we tend to forget that this country is built by people that are minorities. This country has always been built by white minority groups, Latin groups, black groups, um, Hispanic, um, uh, Asian groups from, you know, like Philippines, China, Japan, Korea, all these different places. Funny enough, like if you really think about it, the people that have shaped and molded and formed the country that we live in now, all the advancements and technologies, a lot of these people, they all come from immigrant families or immigrants themselves. Mm-hmm. So... And the problem is, is that we have, this society has structured itself on a fucking paper bag test and a proximity to whiteness. So the, the 1%. conversation around that doesn't even have to have to happen as long as you look a certain way. That conversation doesn't even have to happen unless you look a certain way. It, like we said, it, it's, the, it's the 1%. If you think about it, the media, the government, the celebrities, they're the 1% of the population. If you take the time to go down to Atlanta or South Florida or Louisiana, uh, you go to California, New York, and you actually see the black community, the Hispanic community, the Jewish community, you know, in like you're actually physically there, not what you see in the media. You have a very different experience. You have your own experience. Because the thing is, this country is not.
being a part of this country is a it's a blessing because you get to be a part of get to be a part of your own story be a part of your own american story that you can tell on uh, what you can achieve with all the freedoms that we have and we are so blind to the actual power that we have we have the fucking internet okay we've had the internet for 25 fucking years that means most americans can post shit on their phone they can work to have a better business they can work to go together to come together as groups create um activist movements all with the press of the finger we gotta like like you said like fuck kanye get it out of your head like fuck the media who gives a shit what they have to fucking say like there's so many of us if we just spend the time focusing on us let's focus on yeah no people aren't gonna take the time to do that i know we don't have the time time to humanize culture groups people aren't gonna take the time to humanize the unfamiliar like people aren't gonna take the time to get to know people who are already categorized as being somebody you should watch out for you know what i mean and the crazy part about it is that you and i could be shouting the exact same message guess who they're gonna listen to guess who's gonna translate easier guess who guess who guess who i'm sure we'll get you know what never mind no you no 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 no. if you if you have something you want to say just say it because there was something that i was about to say but then i took technicalities into that and then i was like that was that would be an unfair statement that would be a blatantly unfair statement to make so i was like no i don't think that but my real issue is it's like because of the interweaving of this country and the ecosystem that we're already set up in societally it's so much easier for you to have that conversation than it is for me I just choose to have that conversation and just let it be what it is but I feel like when you say it, it actually has impact. I it, it's I had this conversation with somebody um a, a few weeks ago, and um, she said to me like, you know, like what do you got to complain about? You know, you got white privilege. And, nah, I don't go that far. No, I know. Uh, but I just, I just like, it just like reminded me of this conversation. And I just like, I, I thought to myself, here you have somebody that is telling me what I am. Okay. And they're not even asking me anything about myself. They don't ever, you know, they don't ask me about how people constantly confuse me with Hispanic groups and don't bother to ask me if I'm Middle Eastern they just start speaking to me in Spanish which is okay like I, I'm I'm okay like just correcting people it's fine the thing is it's taken me a while to be able to have the, uncom- the uncomfortable conversations and not being shy and being able to say what I want to say and be able to learn when I'm talking to somebody uh, and I and I think it it I, I think it's so 
I think it's so important when we have these conversations because it not only allows people to hear a, a different a different approach it also allows people to to not close doors you know because I think for me it's not necessarily like when I say what I'm saying I'm not saying you don't have any problems because you have a proximity to whiteness what I'm saying is that let's just put it in let's say you and I were going out for a VJ job right you and I were going out they're rebooting TRL right and you and I are 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 going out for the last host position right because of proximity to whiteness you're going to carry in all of all of the confusion all of that all of the history all of that with you but and however because of this proximity to whiteness you're now more marketable to me even though they may confuse you with uh uh, uh mark consuelo they may confuse you with carson daly but that is now more marketable because they would rather market you to people who who like Shakira than people who like Jennifer Lopez. Get what that's I mean? I know. I mean, to me, that's a little unfortunate because... It's very unfortunate. <laughs> but I'm not saying that makes your plight any less hard. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in your confusion, in certain circles, it becomes an advantage at times. Like, let me give you a real blatant example. Let me give you a real blatant example that I just got reminded of the other day. Oh, damn. You remember... Um, I'm in trouble. You're a Drag Race fan, right? Yes. You know Raven from Drag Race? Yes, of course. Some old tea came out about her. Um, this old grinder po- profile got uh, brought up. Where she said in her um, grinder profile, I'll take the vanilla and spice, I'll pass on the chocolate and rice. Just the preference we all have them. Right? This is exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying you're a Jewish male, whatever your heritage is, blah, 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 blah. You may get confused with Hispanic and and all that. While it's ignorant as fuck, it structures you on a imaginary totem pole in a different place. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's it's see like anybody that I don't know if anybody that's listening that that grew up in my, the the cult community I grew up in. This is kind of like the biggest problem for me because I'm Sephardic, uh, which means we're uh, Middle Eastern, and I've met people like me. Um, that come from backgrounds similar to mine that have also left the community. We struggle horribly because of this. Okay, we're, some of us are more white. You know, we're not as dark skinned. Some of us are darker than others. Some of us have more white features. So we're able to, to blend in. But we have it hard. And we don't really get talked about when you know mm-hmm. you see all the things talking about Jews leaving the community, they don't talk about us. And what is this time with the black community? You know how many groups. Colorism. 
Yeah, you know how many groups of black. Uh, is where that's <laughs> yeah, it's like so many people that are part of the black community that are not talked about. You know, they're not discussed. And I mean, I could say this because, like, I, I know a lot of Jamaicans. I kind of feel sometimes that that is kind of the way that it is when it comes to when the way that I grew up, especially like with the Jamaican community. It's like. You don't, people don't ask. Mm-hmm. Why should they? <laughs> and, it, and, and it goes back to what I was saying about that totem pole, right? And some people call it a paper bag test. I call it a colorism totem pole. Where I like that. I like that colorism people, totem pole. There's white people the darkest of black people and then there's all that ambiguity in between right but how that goes is that it starts here up here at the top is flat out Caucasian white mayonnaise whiter than mayonnaise honey there's there's a hint of blue in there and with mayonnaise (laughs) and then it's every bit of Spice, pepper, pink Himalayan salt, Spanish pepper, pumpkin spice, spice, pumpkin spice, all of that goes all in between there. But it all is categorized in America's mind through this thread of whiteness into this thread of darkness, right? So it's like all of this ambiguity up in here, Mm -hmm. right? All of that Hispanic. Uh, Middle Eastern that they don't even recognize because it gets lost. I know. All of that other Always. shit, like all of this ambiguity, all, all of this Peruvian shit that, that like they don't even know how to fucking categorize because they can't even find it on a map. All of that is still on this top hat. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, um, see, like, I, I'm going to school to be a full specialist, a full specialist in cosmetology because I do nails. Um, yeah and <laughs> here's the here's the deal uh, mm-hmm. that our skin has a um, has a chemical it's called melanin okay um, which it helps my first drag name <laughs> really melanin melanin Monroe was my first Ooh, drag name I love that I love that I'm <laughs> And melanin is uh, one of the layers in the skin that helps the skin protect itself from the sun. And depending on how much melanin, how much of the the chemical you have in your your body, is depending on how dark your skin is. Because melanin, if I, I think like melanin is um, a dark itself. So the way that it works is if it's more dense, it's darker. If it's more dispersed, it's lighter. Okay. I'm, I'm explaining science here right now, but in, yeah. shor- in short, that's what gives us humans our skin tone is just a chemical that's used to protect us from the sun. Um, and I'm saying this because that's what makes us different. What makes us different is because of how the sun was hitting us, depending on where we lived in the world in the past 400 odd thousand years we've been around. 
our skin tones have changed to adapt to the rays of the sun. And we've, ready? This is just incredible. Um, we've murdered, we've enslaved, we've tortured, we've mutilated, crucified, butchered, tormented, and tortured people for thousands of years. All because of a natural thing that humans went through to adapt to the sun. People's entire validation is built on a natural process. A nat based photosynthesis, Meach. It's based on photosynthesis. Like, girl, what the fuck for like Oh, child. Like, it, it's so exhausting because the fact of the matter is that it does come down to basic that. Like, a basic, basic fucking skin process. Like, it comes down to photo, human photosynthesis. And, and all y'all is mad about that. Like, people's lives are put at stake because of that. Like, people are, like... People were getting pushed to the back of the line in the Ukraine to escape the Ukraine during a motherfucking invasion by Russia because of a motherfucking skin pigment. You know, I, I, I'm going to kind of twist this a little bit, but actually um, learning about skin turns out the more melanin you have in your skin, the better your skin will be able to protect you. So. Oh, yeah. Um, and melanin is a superpower. It, it, y'all is mad that we got superpower. Not y'all. Well, not you, ho, but them ho. <laughs> I got, got a little color. I got a little color. Okay. You in there. You in there with us, honey. You in there. <laughs> um, but it's it's all about... We can tell you know something about salt and pepper. <laughs> um, it's, I, the thing is, like we grew up with this thing of selfless... No, it's um, selfish hate, where you have animosity towards somebody because they have something that you can't have. And look, we're never going to have a perfect society. You know, having a utopic utopia is is unrealistic. It's never going to happen. But a realization of society is to eventually reach a point where we say, "Look, we're different." Okay, but. You want your kids to be safe. You want them to have a good school where they learn, right? You know, you want to be able to have your rights. You want to be able to have the medical care that you need. You want to have um, the rights to having good food. We all having the right to live a good life, no matter our differences. I don't have to agree with you, but look, we're in this for the same thing. So... That's all that matters. Yeah, I just, we got to figure out how the hell to get that to be a, a universal mindset, child, because that's the problem. It's like, child, you and I is on the same page, honey, but you and I is just, pop, we just cute on the internet. <laughs> like, and that's no. great for us. We having real impactful conversations with our audiences, but child, ugh, the society we live in is trash. As fuck. It's run. That's because it's run by the one percent. 
And if you really, if you really see it, the 1% is not a lot of people. It really isn't like most people right. are good. Most people are good people. Most people are not assholes. You know, there's a lot of good people. Unfortunately, the 1% gets represented the most because of like, I don't know. You mean like just kind of like the, the shit that, that they post the, the way that they have control of the media, the way that they, they, they run their businesses and audiences. And we, can't say this enough we gotta get our fucking heads out of this shit it's like you want to hear the truth this is the place sorry this is the place to find it you want to hear the fucking truth we'll tell you the fucking truth but you gotta get your head out of the shit because if you're going to spend your time in the head of this shit and get caught up into this kanye bullshit and then next is going to be with something else and then two weeks later it'll be that and then before you know it you're just a fucking zombie to these people you really want to live your life? People are just examples of the greater problem. Like at the end of the day, y'all want to talk about something, talk about the real shit. Stop talking about these random ass people on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter that don't really mean shit in the greater scheme of the this, this situation. Those are just people who are distracting you from the real issue. Talk about the real shit. Get to the real problem. Y'all want to be mad about something? Be mad about real, real, real shit. Be mad about societal awareness. Child, be mad about governments and laws and shit. Be mad about the fact that Roe versus Wade just got turned back and fucking slavery is on the ballot. Don't, don't, don't be mad at fucking Kanye West. Fuck Kanye West. What does Kanye West say? I love Nazis. It's got to do with any of y'all. Just don't buy his shit. But on that note, honey, y'all, we're going to let y'all go and um, reverse y'all cart, honey. We're going to take a quick break. We yes. don't go pee and get something to drink, and we'll be yes. right back. Children. Yes. All right, children, we are back. Our bladders are empty, and our love tanks are full. Um, I hope you guys have go ahead and taken all of the Yeezy shit out of your cart. I think we gave you enough time to go ahead and uh, move that along. I'm pretty sure that it's found in the actual recording. Like no time has passed at all. But it's been a few minutes over here. Yeah, it's so, a quick, quick minute. Quick minute, New York minute. Neither one of us are in New York, but you know, that's the phrase or the terminology that they use for whatever. I'm actually a New Yorker, so technically. You did move in a New York minute. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, hey get out of here. Get out of here. What you doing? Uh, so like moving on from all of the discretion I genuinely like not that I don't have enough going on but like I almost want to like pitch an idea to you but like Mm. I'm sure you have enough going on and people say that I have enough going on but I never feel like I have anything to do so if you ever want to down the road just like start a podcast about music and just solely talk about music in all of its complexities and its uh, advantages as a universal language, I would love to co-host a podcast with you about that. Well, I had um, okay, this was a this was a really dumb idea I had when I was really stoned. Uh, I was going to call it Groove Food. It was called groove food and basically it would like be around r&b funk soul 
Um, like, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm like one of those, you know, kind of salt and pepper people that like, I just I kind of like black music. I don't know. It, it's got a good work. Yeah. Makes you kind of like, you know, I'm like in my car sometimes. I'm just like, oh, honey, child, yeah. just, just make my funny. rhythm move. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. I love that for you. I genuinely um, love that for you. Like, I would love to do, like, I feel like if we did a podcast together, it would be like a book club, but about music. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we, like, picked an album for the week and listened to it and then did, like, a recap about, like, the music, the influence, what we took from it. I literally just thought about this as we were talking earlier about music. I was like, ooh, this it would be a really good idea. We could start with Cypress Hill. We we could start with, we could do Cypress Hill. I would love to just, like maybe they're like their first, uh, yeah, their first album for sure. I would love, yes, let's write that down because I think that would be a great idea. And like, it would be like a great collab from like the Lost in the Groove Productions and Talent Group podcast. That would be really fun. What was their first album? Is it ninety? Is it really ninety-one? The year that I was born. Wow. Talk to me. Yeah, their first album was ninety-one. Oh wow. (laughs) Girl, I'm living for this. Uh, No, I would. I would totally. I would totally be down. I'm like, this is kind of like. The inspiration that I had um, when I we did our Kanye episode too is, um, I'm an artist, you know, I, I I draw, I do podcasting, I do play music, and artist mind, I got like an artist approach and like my dynamic, and when I see like other artists do this kind of shit, it it, you know, I I I kind of want to be able to like take something from it and kind of like be like all right i'm done let me move on i got it and that's it and i'll be honest with you like for me you know like three artists that like are kind of mentors and i've been able to create a lot of content out of was freddie mercury david bowie and john lennon and um about three of them here's the thing though john lennon was a piece of shit you know, he was uh, he was an he was an arrogant bastard, um, and he did a lot of things to make himself extremely wealthy. But here's the thing, okay? We said this earlier. These are people, right? They're not gods. And I, I just like want to take out of this is like, when can we just be able to appreciate the artist, and then we can. We can look at the other part. So there's the music, right? There's the music, and then there's the shit. Let's just call it that. There's the music yeah. pile, and there's the shit pile. Absolutely. That's I, we're on the same way. We're on the same wavelength. I think that we, and the way I'm conceptualizing it in my mind, and I don't know if we should be actually talking about this one air, but I'm conceptualizing how we can do this. And I really think that there's a solid podcast here. And I think that how we should start this off would be something that would be really, really interesting. Um, yeah, I, 
yeah, I, I think that we're on the same wavelength here. Because I think that there's a lot that we could do with that idea. And I have an entire concept that I could wrap around what you just said. Um, but yeah, I think that, that, that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think we should work on that. I definitely I think, think that we should work on that. The dog agrees. I think the dog agrees because it keeps on popping in, and it's just like can't see the dog. But my dog got... wants to be a producer so bad. Abby wants to produce so bad. Maybe she could be mentored by Twix. You know, Twix right now is getting her um daily suntan. Bless her heart. And uh, it's kind of like weird because, like, it turns out cats love heat. Uh-huh. And uh, she'll just sit out there in, like, the boiling hot sun and let it bake on her. And she just, oh mm. my God, she's just, she lives for it. And here's the thing also, like, I've learned, especially as a person that, and I, this is important for artists. So, like, any of our listeners that are artists, like, you can relate. Absolutely. When we have, when we have pets, it's like it's like an art pet love if that makes any sense because we view them as these beautiful creatures um we see their beautiful colors and and the way that they react and their emotions and how i don't know it's just it's a different experience and then when you you have that other level as an artist you you automatically have a different perspective in how you see things Mm-hmm. Because of that relationship that you created with the, with your pet, it's very like our pets become our muses when we're artists. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely think that my dogs are the bees knees, and so like them and everything they do make me happy. Hold on a second. They are, they are, the, the thing like is like, I don't like to, I don't like to glorify things. You know, I, I have the, the, the people that I like and the things that inspire me, but glorification is never, for me personally, is never positive because it, it limits your, it limits your understanding of the full picture. I... I like seeing a full picture. And sometimes people are like, well, why do you have to get everything in? Well, to me, it's important. And I know to other people, it is important also to get the full picture. What bothers me the most is when you're not allowed to be given the full picture. And right. I feel that should be a right. We should have a right to be able to see the full picture. Um, and I'll say this, like we said this earlier, like especially with George Floyd, we have the right to see what happened, okay? We have a right. right. I want to see what happened. I don't give a fuck what this cop had to say. I don't care what this neighbor. I want to see what happened. And that should be a, a, a not, not like, you know, a fucking law. That should be like fucking ingrained in our brains in this country, which is we have a right to see the fucking truth. As it is, plain and simple. I agree with that. I definitely think that if it's going to be laid out, it should be laid out 
equally flat out across the board for everyone to see everything and decipher it for what it is. I think that there's a lot of things that are covered up, confused, dismissed, convoluted in order to maintain certain perceptions and certain narratives. And I think that that's the part that creates divisiveness where there should be networking and cohesion. Like I think, you know, a lot of the times the 1% does these things that leave the rest of us in this crabs in a barrel mentality where it leaves us all just trying to get our points heard and our voices validated that it creates this divisiveness and this hatred between people who should actually be banding together and and like actually utilizing the strength in number that we actually have. So I'll just, I'll never get that. I know, and it's like also the idea of where you can only be the one thing. And it's the idea of like when you have liberal and a conservative mindset, and I've said this before, I generally have more a conservative mindset and I have a very progressive conservative mindset. I grew up with a mentality of family and tradition. And to me, that doesn't mean, you know, I have zero problems if somebody is part of the queer community and does what they do they marry who they want i don't care like you know to each their own be happy if you're if you're in love with the person I wish you the best and i you know you're gonna have a, a great rest of your life together it's not it's not my intention and it's not my goal because again we all live our our lives our own lives but we can respect other people's lives as well that are around us because just like, you know, you have things that you need to get done and you have your schedule and, and your things you're doing on a day to day. So do many other people have the same thing that they're dealing with. And um, it is it, it, it I, you know, we've talked about this before. It's very, it's a very slow progression with people when it comes to change. And I, I, you start to realize that the more you fight, nothing ever, nothing ever good comes out of fighting. To be honest with you, just create more hate for no reason. Yeah, and I definitely think a lot of the issues stem from people turning conversations into fights that don't need to happen. I think a lot of the time people are unwilling to hear people on their positions which are just as valid as theirs because they think that somehow they're going to take away from the validity of their point or, or, or their plight and it's like can we all come together and talk about our shit together equally and validly like why does me stepping up and taking my space in the room have to take away from you stepping up and taking your space in the room. Why can't we all have our own damn space and validate each other's business and stand together because at the end of the day, our the point of all of our stories are just going to equal to the same thing. Like, we all trying to get to the same place. We all just got different stories. People get so caught up in people trying to tell their story that they're not listening to what people are act- at people are actually saying like girl we all saying the same damn thing 
it, it's it's about taking the extra step and um, it's something that I learned from my parents because my parents were interracial because my mom was white and because my dad was Moroccan with all the you know the shit that the two of them had and then the things that went on the fact that you had a white person and a person of color like my dad that came together and they got married and they had a family and they had kids and they had us it, it goes to show you the equality and unity where you look past you look past the color totem pole I love that um, <laughs> and you look at you look past the differences and you see it for what it is. It's a relationship. It's a connection. It's a bond between two people. You know, life is, life is so short. You know, we only get like 80, 85 years. If we're lucky, maybe 90 years. Do you really want to spend your life bickering and fighting over somebody because they're a Democrat and they're your neighbor? You don't want to talk to them for years or, you don't like somebody because they're Indian and you're afraid that they're going to be stealing your jobs. You want to do that? Do you really want to spend your life like that? Go right ahead. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a miserable fucking life. Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, that's why I always tell people, mind business that fucking pays you, child. Some shit ain't just, some shit just ain't your goddamn business. Some shit just ain't your shit to be worried about. Some shit just really ain't for you. And that's all that matters. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I just, like, I feel like some people should just respect where people are coming from, meet them where they are, and relate to them how you can, or dissociate where you don't. Like, like people make shit a lot harder than it genuinely has to be if you ask me it's um and like I mean down the road we should definitely um if we're gonna we talk we should talk about Marvin Gaye and oh my god and Lionel I love Lionel Richie I don't give like see, a fuck we have a see there's a whole podcast that we had here <sighs> and I'm thinking about all the things that we should yeah yeah, I think we should work on that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of see. That's the thing is, it's like music has always been for me uh, a way of self expression. It's a way of seeing another artist um, expressing themselves and and being a part of their experience. And it's a very deep way to see music. And I'm high most of the time, so that probably explains it. But it's also where you get to see different colors, different dynamics, different um, experiences, uh, different exhibits of of art. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucking singing and a guitar, sometimes a synth board or something. And it's like, damn, that's it. Yeah, that's it. They're crazy nothing too fancy it's you know it's crazy because some of my favorite albums were were created like that some of my favorite albums were created in 
shitty studios, garages, people's basements, like, and they're the simplest music, but they're the most impactful things I've ever heard. And it's, I would love to dive into those things. I think that there is some really impactful conversations to be had about music and all of the things that come with that and surround that. It's just, um, it's just like, it's just hard for a lot of people because we constantly have to be on the move. You know, we're, we're a lot of us like working nine to five jobs. Some people working overtime, you know, taking care of their bills, their kids. Life has become very, very busy. And sometimes we, we don't get the breaks that we need. Um, but I do feel like, I do feel like we, we still can make the time, you know, we can still try to be able to do our best to be more aware. I feel a lot of people have been doing that. Yeah, I mean, I've had to because it's kind of kept me going personally. It's kind of kept me hanging on by a thread, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely important to make the time because, you know, people make time for all the shit they don't want to do. You should at least take the time to do some shit you do want to do. You know what I mean? And if we can help to facilitate that, we'd love to. You gotta be, um, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to mix the right ingredients. Right. To make the right creation. And like, sometimes we fuck up. Sometimes we, sometimes what we try to do doesn't work out the way that we want it to and it goes a different direction or you try something else. The whole point about success, and, and very few people get this, it's not about the money. It's not about the fans. It all stems down to the, the person themselves. It's, what are you doing? What are you making? What are you creating? not that complicated people like to make it complicated it really isn't that's what it is that's all it is that's all it is like what are you doing how are you contributing what are you trying to say like what are you saying what are you offering what 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 are you giving literally what are you giving like even if you're not even if you don't like the person's uh, work, which is okay. You know, you're allowed to like what you like and, and, you know, if you don't like something. But there needs to be a, a set of tone of where what is important right now. Okay, I'll be very honest. Um, I don't think Kanye is the most important thing right now. I, can we talk about what's going on in Ukraine? Can we talk about what's going on with people's communities being destroyed because of luxury condos that are being thrown up everywhere and there's a, a housing crisis? You know, uh, an uprise in crime in major cities. 
these are things that we should be talking about because they actually matter, right? You know, we're working every single day. We're living in these places, right? We, we, what are we doing? What are we, what are we focusing on this shit? Let's focus on what's going on right now. Keep saying that, child, and it just, I continue to feel like I'm screaming into the void. Child, I continue to feel like I'm screaming into the void. And it's like, I'm gonna keep screaming, but it's just sad because it's such blatant reality. It's like, what exactly are we fucking doing and why? Like, why are y'all so focused on other people's business and other people's shit and what other people are doing? Stuff that ain't got not now bit of goddamn leg to do with you and for what and why? Like, why? Honey, greed. It's, uh, it's one of the most poisonous parts of humanity is greed. And it creates what we experience on a day-to-day basis, the way that the media is is portrayed, um, the way scenarios and occurrences are presented. It's all about a profit. Now, why should they present this? I, I'm one of those people that grew up in schools before the shootings, just like you. Um, I remember the the first one that I ever heard of, which was Sandy Hook. And I mean, I'm I'm in my you know my mid twenties right now, and just thinking about like the past eleven odd years. I'm like, right. What what exactly has been done? Nothing. Nothing. School shootings have only gotten worse gun control has only gotten less controlled and the numbers have only gotten higher you know what I'm saying like um, the first school shooting that I remember wasn't even in a high school it was Virginia Tech you know what I mean that was the first like huge school shooting that I remember when was this Um, uh, I can't remember I was still in school when it happened let me see hold on probably the early 2000s Probably the early two thousands. A lot of that's shit what happened. I would imagine. Yeah, a lot that, of shit that, happened in the early two thousands. We don't. That's you see, what I would imagine. See, the thing is, we don't learn. Uh, we don't learn from our, our um, from our mistakes. We never do. You know, it's like I'm going to be one of the people that say this. Nine eleven. You know, September eleven happened. You had these two buildings that completely collapsed. Two thousand seven. Oh damn, that's pretty recent. Hmm. I was a junior, sophomore in high school, sophomore or or junior in high school. So, I mean, like, these are events that happened, like, in less than 20 years. And they were big. They were in the news for a couple of weeks. Remember them for a year. And then, who cares? Move on. Next. It's like, hold on a second. Okay, so... Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll move on, right? Let's we'll move on. That's fine. Like it happened, you know. It, it we were all getting our lives. Back. Okay, so what exactly we're we doing now to fix the problem? So here's a genius um, to fix 9/11 ever happening again. They created the TSA, which 
is exactly what was the type of security that existed before. It's just now they have more cool gear, you know, more cool toys to play with. How do they deal with school shootings? Um, they hired security guards. And um, a way for the schools to contact the police to have patrols come immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, none of those that shit works. Yeah, none, none of the none of the, the the genius plans that they they put in place. They're all bullshit. I mean, it's exactly what existed before. It's just it has a new label. You know, it has a new color. Oh my god! Now it's like. It's got a beautiful logo and it's got letters on it and they got uniforms. Oh my God, child, they are adorable. Um, that's what it is. It's just costumes and new colors. <laughs> I, yeah, it's literally like, it's just a reboot. Like it's just a reboot of the same old TV show. It's a reboot of the same old shit. It's a reboot of the same old stuff we done seen. And I just don't know what we're supposed to give to it anymore. Like, it's like, how many times can we continue to acknowledge the same shit and point it out and relive and repeat history and do this shit over again? Like, I just, I don't know. Million times affinity, plus that. Apparently. We do, yeah, we just keep on, we keep on repeating the same things over and over and over again and it, it, you need to ask yourself this question when is it when is it enough when can we say that we have had enough fighting and playing the bullshit you know something I'll tell you this right now people that fucking suffered in Jim Crow they're still alive they ain't dead yet. They're old. They're still alive. Okay. And you could talk to those people. All right. They're going to scare the fucking shit out of you on how they're missing toes because of Vietnam. They're fucking. I, I, there's shit I saw online. I don't want to go back to. Okay. It's, it's horrifying. Like the, the shit that, that these people had said. Like one guy I remember I was listening to, he said that um, his father was killed in a. Uh, his father was killed in Korea. Okay, this is like in the, the early, in the early fifties, and his mom was constantly raped by the white people in the in the community because she they like they no longer she no longer had a husband or to protect her, and she died. Mm. And then he had to he was raised by um, another family member. And, you know, eventually, like, he built himself a life and he had a career and he had a... I'm just sitting here and I'm like, this guy is a grandfather. You know, like, he's old. He's like, you know, 80-something. Right. And we're just like, ah, no, that shit happened, you know, fucking 70 years ago. We're done. We're new. I'm like, nah, honey, that shit's still happening right now. I'm just saying, it it's is. Still, it's still happening. Like, and the crazy part is, like, people get stuck on the shit that was happening back then. Like, it's not, 
directly happening in the in the music, music industry today. People get so caught up on Barry Gordy and the shit that he was doing back in the day, and they're not really diving into or or taking seriously the shit that like people like Carl Crawford are doing to Megan The Stallion. It's like crazy shit is going on in the in the music industry and like everywhere, and it's like it's all it's it's nothing new it's shit that we've been seeing for years and people just started paying attention it's like when are you gonna step up and just own the fact that we're repeating history take accountability for the shit and just actually move towards growing instead of defending yourselves like 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 people so stuck in trying to not be held accountable for shit that they're not even trying to step up and be responsible for the change of some shit yeah and um I mean, I think this was like the, I think it was like the whole point of the conversation is just getting, that's just getting our heads out of our fucking asses for fucking Christ's sakes. You know, is this really what we want to waste our time on? Seriously? Like, I've got way more important shit to deal with. You know, if there's a problem that needs to be dealt with, I want to hear about it. You know, like if somebody was, you know, murdered or, or something like what's going on, you know, like, I'll, you know, or something major is happening or whatever. But this is just shit to waste our time with. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just bullshit shoved in our faces so a bunch of executives can buy their fucking 16 year old I don't know Ashley something who fucking knows you know her brand new you know Zuntite um Zuntite oh my god thank you um she can you know he can buy her you know the, the Range Rover land whatever shit I'm giving a crazy wild an example all I'm trying to say is is like for fucking Christ's sakes, man, get our fucking asses out of our heads. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you on that. <sighs> I'm completely with you on that. I think that there are more important things to talk about. I think that there are better ways to channel our escapism and there are better ways to escape. I think that there are better things that we could be doing, better things that we could be investing our time into. And, you know, I just... I love that there are people like us who want to be a part of that change and be a part of that wave and creating something newer for the people to actually put their time into that is positive and more focused on, you know, more conducive things to the progression of society versus having us continuously being stuck in the history that we keep repeating because our ignorant asses don't want to be wrong for shit and not just own up to what's going on in the world as it is and then actively circumventing that into okay how can we keep this from happening in the future it's all about finding it's all about finding the balance and um just making peace with it oh my god you know like one thing i'll tell you is especially when you're a stoner you really learn to give less shits about a lot of things i just i don't want to pick fights i just want to be happy 
And if people want to share the experience, I'm right here to share right back the positive vibes. Because I'll tell you right now, I've dealt with depression for fucking years. I've dealt with PTSD for fucking years. I've dealt with, I'm dealing with stress for God knows how long. And I'm just saying, if we constantly fill our lives with this negativity and this bullshit, you're just going to make yourself more anxious and more stressed out than you need to be. You're going to add more to the fear factor and fucking woke bullshit ideology that comes with it. Instead of just being just being at peace with the world, for fuck's sakes. It's not that hard. It really isn't. It's really not that hard. It's really not. I think people make everything harder than it has because you know it's just people only want to have the conversations that benefit their plight or their narrative or what they want to talk about and it's become a situation where people are dismissing or ignoring the, the conversations that can contribute to those conversations and it's frustrating it's frustrating and it's like it's it, 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 it's like we all want to be heard but we all want to be heard so you know this is why we exist this is why we do what we do and uh um, literally yeah oh. sorry i've been going i've been going to sleep late at night bless your heart yeah i know it's just been uh Just trying to, just trying to, just trying to finish December. Let's just put it at that. Let's just, I got, uh, I'm ready to, I'm ready to finish this month and move into January. I feel you on that. <laughs> I completely you know, feel you on that. It's like a wax strip, you know. It's like you put it on, or like, all right, just pull, 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 Oh my goodness. I think that this is a great place to close. I think that at the end of the day, we kind of came down to the point of what it really is. Like, bitch, protect your peace. Mind the business that pays you. And just be a good fucking person. Like, that's literally what it comes down to. Be a good person. Make great art. Support good art. And mind your damn business. I, I, I again like I, I really appreciate you having me uh, coming on um, if I could uh, just give a little shout out uh, if you want to check out um, our podcast the, the podcast cool. I host is uh, Lost in the Groove uh, you could check us out at Lost in the Groove Pod on TikTok Instagram Facebook and YouTube um, we got a lot of really cool content there so yeah a little plug Absolutely. Make sure you guys tune in over there. I appreciate you coming on. I was trying to be ambiguous about whose show this was because we're doing it as a crossover. So I was just like, you know, leaving it very like ambiguous of like, ooh, whose show is this? We're on each other's show. Ooh, ah. Well, I'm going to release. 
I'm going to release this as a, um, we're doing a Christmas special and we're doing a New Year's special. So I'm going to release this as a New Year's special. Um, So it's going to be really exciting. It's going to go out like, my goal is to go out on New Year's, you know, exactly like at 1 a.m., you know? I love that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a new, it's gonna be a New Year special episode, so I'm very excited for that. Um, but like, it's also it's also really great because this is the thing about podcasting too. Like, I was hearing this before. Like, there's different communities within podcasting, like comedians, um, writers, journalists. You know, like uh, indie journalists. You know, like the ones that are kind of crossing the line. Um, and then there's people like us. You know, people that are outspokers, activists, believers, open-minded thinkers. We have our community as well, like in podcasting. And it's so great when we're able to, you know, when we're able to bring the, bring people in our community and be able to have conversations and, you know, allow our audiences be able to, our listeners, sorry, uh, to be a part of that experience, you know? It's like, this is our part of podcasting. Absolutely. Like, I love creating my own niche and like creating our own lane in the things that we're doing because I try to never get too caught up in what other people are doing, what other people are talking about, what other people are creating. And I try to stick to what's genuinely, authentically impactful or interesting to me because I feel like if I jump on trends and just talk about something just because somebody else is talking about it, I'm not going to have the most authentic reaction. And it's going to burn out really easily. So I appreciate that there are, you know, avenues for people to create their own spaces to talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about and do the things that they want to do. And, you know, even though with positive comes negative, you know, for every real reality, realness, there is a Joe Rogan. You know. And a Dave Chappelle. And a Pete oh Davidson. And a Pete. <laughs> ah. and, and a Chris Rock. I'm gonna keep going. You can go ahead. That's and Kevin fine. Hart. Sure. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, I'm done. Ah. <laughs> but I'm sorry. God bless them all, child. Or, or child, whoever it is they pray to, Satan, whoever. But um, I just it's been interesting. This has been a hell of a year. I'm going to release this at, 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 at the same time you are. So just let me know when you're releasing this. I'll just schedule right. this for the same time. And this will be our like New Year's episode together. It's um, like, I've noticed like other podcasts do it and they don't do it often, like release specials. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of like remembering like for, I think for me, I think for you too, is like we have shows, you know, like I have like different segments and like we do live streams and different stuff. Like, like we're, we're doing like a show, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't know, like it, it's an old school thing where they used to do special, like a Christmas special, New Year's special. Yes. And I like old school. So I do too. Like, I want to do like an end of the year wrap up um, show on my podcast where I just talk about the best and the worst parts of the year for me. Um, what's been going on in pop culture, what's been going on in reality television that's been trash, what's been amazing. 
my new obsessions all the sudden the third and, and just kind of wrap up the year so I think I'm going to do that and then this is going to be the new year special this is going to be the fuck 2022 episode um or welcome to 2023 I don't know how nice I plan on being in the new year so we'll see how that goes um <laughs> still haven't gotten to that resolution yet Mm-mm. but you know child Listen, honey, you want to hold on to that bug swatter? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There was a bee in here earlier, so but I think I killed it. So, but I'm still just holding up. Well, wounded it. I don't think I killed it because it was still moving. You know, but it was flying in my face, and I was like, I'm allergic to bees. Like it's either you or me. Kid. Oh, I know, I, I know, <laughs> I, I know. Like it's just like people have like a weird. God, this could go into a whole different conversation, but like bees are bees are a weird type of little insects, but they can sometimes they can be deadly. They can be fucking <laughs> they can be deadly. Um, they can be fucking deadly. And I'm like, listen, I got shit to do. <laughs> like, I have podcasts to produce. I really don't have time for this type of ignorant shit. Like, I, I don't got no time for you. Like, I ain't got no time for you. I ain't got no time for this. I ain't, I ain't got no time for you. Like, I just don't have the capacity for this shit. But thank you for your services. Thank you for Love what me. you do over there, where you at, on your side of the world. <laughs> on your, thank you for what you do on your totem pole. I love that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this has been, um, this has been a hell of an episode, and Here's to 2023. Here's to 2023. Here is to new content, new levels, new devils. Here is to all the great things that we're going to produce, all the amazing conversations that we're going to have. Here is to all the lives that we're going to change. Here is to all the changes that we're going to make in our own lives. And all that jazz. Yes. So... All right, y'all. Misbehave yourselves. We'll see y'all next year. And uh, until next time, love you. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.